0: My name is Sam Holt. I'm a young independent photographer and filmmaker based in London and Kent, UK. Uh, Today's podcast is going to be about the best camera and lens combination you can buy for under a thousand pounds. A guy called Dan Sequera on Instagram um, asked me this question. I put something out on my Instagram story and I thought I would respond to that question. It's quite a tricky question to answer Uh, and I I know a lot of people will want to know the answer to this question um, and you won't always get the best response and that's just because you know it's it's, it all depends on what you want. Um, However I've come up with the two cameras I believe will be the best suited for everybody's general needs for taking photos or video for under a thousand pounds. So I've tried to accommodate for both Canon and Nikon because I think they're the only sort of relevant companies at the moment for this kind of price range. You, once you go into Sony and Fuji, forget it, they're quite new. It's going to be um, very expensive to try and get into. Uh, so if you're just starting out, if you've want, if you got a budget of £1,000, um, which you sort of need <laughs> to get into any sort of decent gear setup, uh, and I know nobody wants to hear that, but that's how it is, um, this is going to be the answer for you. So, I'm not going to start with Nikon because then I'll be called biased. So I'm going to start with Canon. And what I have come up with is the Canon 70D. And this camera possibly was brought to light by um, a guy called Casey Neistat. He's a vlogger on YouTube. Uh, You should go check him out. He's a, a creator. He works with Samsung now. Um, And I think he's doing stuff with CNN, but he's an amazing, amazing filmmaker. um, And he uses this as his sort of like daily vlogging setup. Well, I mean, he did, and then he upgraded to the 80D, which is the newer version. And I think he's using like Panasonic GH5s now or something like that. Anyway, the 70D, uh, it has an effective 20 megapixel sensor, which is more than enough um i, I believe the nikon like, d4 or something had 16 megapixels and the the files that came out of that um, were incredible and i know it's down to the quality of the sensor um, and it was full frame however 20 megapixels is more than enough it is an aps-c sensor so it is a crop sensor camera uh, which I mean, it isn't too bad. You can make crop sensor cameras work. Uh, the only thing you're going to struggle with is high ISOs, but I mean, you just got to learn how to shoot in in the dark. And to be honest, if you know, you're probably not going to find yourself in that many situations where you're going to have very little light. Uh, obviously, if you're doing concerts and stuff, you might want to think about that. However, for the general shooter, you're probably going to be shooting in daylight or some more artificial light. The 70D also has the option to shoot in RAW format, which is really important. Uh, I picked up a camera once. Uh, I paid, I didn't pay that much money for it, but I mean, I picked up a camera, I was excited to use it, and then I found out that it didn't shoot in RAW, which is really annoying, because you should always be shooting in RAW, regardless of what anybody says, because that's how you get the best quality out of your sensor. Um, but, you know... Uh, That's just one of those things that should be standard in cameras nowadays, but always keep an eye out for whether it actually shoots in RAW or not. Uh, It has a fully articulated three inch screen, uh, which is brilliant. It it flips out to the side um, so you can see if you're filming yourself, if you're doing vlogging or if you're doing any kind of filmmaking, you can shoot from hip level and you can shoot from the front and you can still frame up and see what you're doing, which I think, again, should be one of those standard things in a camera. Um, but, I mean, it's it's up to you uh, whether you are going to need that ability. For photos, I probably w- you wouldn't use it as much. Uh, for video, definitely. Um, I know with my Canon uh, M3, I use the flippy screen all the time um, for video because it's just so much nicer than having to hold it up to your eye. You can film stuff more discreetly. You can take photos more discreetly as well, um, which is great for street stuff. Uh, concerts as well. Uh, you can get high up and still frame up um, without having to be concerned about your framing Um, just because you won't be able to see the screen. The 70D also shoots at seven frames a second uh, which is quite a lot, that's faster than my D610. My D610 shoots at six frames a second um, so seven FPS is really quite good. Um, You know, you're going to want to Think about again whether this is going to suit your needs. Are you going to be doing any sports, um, or you know anything where you're going to need a fast, faster shutter speed? Sports, concerts, wildlife generally tends to lean towards the faster side. Um, if you if you've got the ability to work slowly, like in a studio, maybe uh, you wouldn't have to worry about fast shutter speeds. But again, I'm just going back to that point of making sure you know what you're going to be using it for. Um, and having 7fps, if you just have 7fps, then it's, you know, you've got it. It shoots at 1080p video, which is, again, fine. Um, it is an older camera, um, so obviously it doesn't shoot 4K, but I still feel like 4K should just be the norm at the moment, but I'm going to talk about that in another podcast. Um, but I think I've covered all about, just about the um, the, the essential specifications about these this camera. Uh, It's got 19 focus points, um, which actually isn't that many, but I assume that's through the viewfinder. If you're shooting in live view, then of course you're going to have more places you can uh, focus because you can just move around the focus point um, to all the corners. But uh, yeah, that's the 70D, um, and that's with an 18-135mm to kit lens, Uh, and I needed to find a combination of the camera and the kit lens. Uh, because it's hard to find just that kind of kit that adds up to £1,000 you're going to tend to find the body only which tends to go towards a thousand pounds anyway so that's with the 18 to 135 and then what I would do is I would sell the kit lens Um, this is what I tend to do if I buy anything with a kit I sell the kit lens and use that money to go towards something a bit nicer moving on to the nikon d7200 uh, this comes with a 18-105 to 105 kit lens the nikon d7200 has 24.2 megapixels which i believe is the same as my nikon d610 um, again this is an aps-c sensor so it's a cropped sensor um, the 70d had a crop factor of 1.6 this has a crop factor of 1.3 so you're not going to get as zoomed in if you're using non-crop factor lenses Um, Another benefit to the Nikon range is that you can use really old Nikon lenses on newer models. You're going to want to make sure that it has got um, an internal focus mechanism. I mentioned this in my last episode. Um, But if you're going to go really old school and use fully manual lenses, you won't have to worry about that. And I would actually recommend buying manual focus lenses. Um, because it's really handy and they're so cheap. Um, again, going back to this thing about budget lenses aren't actually that bad if you get them in good condition um, and from the right places. You can get some really cool, uh, sort of nice filmic uh, photos and video using old film lenses. Um, you should go and check out a channel called DSLR Video Shooter. It's run by a guy called Caleb Pike. Um, he talks about how to use old film lenses um, old film lenses, or just old film camera lenses, I guess, um, or old manual lenses, with newer cameras to get this really cool look. This camera also has a continuous shooting mode, which can shoot in six frames a second, which again is is fine. It's is what you need. Um, I I shoot with six frames a second all the time because that's the maximum my camera can do, um, and I know it's you know people get obsessed with oh this camera can shoot. I think the new Sonys can shoot something ridiculous like 20 frames a second. Um, But do you really need 20 frames a second? I guess if you're being paid a lot of money to do a sports job, you don't want to miss a moment. But, again, this isn't what this is for. Of course, if I was talking about, oh, I'm going to go to, like, Wembley or something like that and photograph, I would need something really, really quick. Um, So I'd get, like, a D5 or the new A9 or the 1DX Mark II. This isn't what this podcast is about. This is about a, a solid kit that you can get for under a £1,000 and anything sort of, I would say, above 8 frames a second coming towards 10. I know Canon maybe do their 70 or 60, but anything above that, you're sort of creeping towards 3000 all the way up to about 8000 Um which is, you know, you get what you pay for. Um, the d7200 is also fully weather sealed um i don't know about the other one uh the the 70d um but again weather sealing are you going to be outside a lot are you going to be in harsh conditions what what you got to assess how you're going to be using these cameras um it's also worth noting that both the 70d and the Nikon D7200 use really solid uh, lithium-ion batteries, which last for years. Um, I've done concerts uh, with my Nikon d cent and the what was it, LP-E14 batteries or something like that? Um, oh, no, hang on, it's, it's written down here. ENEL15 rechargeable lithium-ion battery. Um, I think mine's not EL15. I think it's EL14. Um, but it's insane what you can shoot. So you've got to also consider what duration you're probably going to be shooting. Um, It'd be worth picking up a couple of batteries. That would probably take you over a £1,000 because they're about 40 quid each. (sighs) I mean, that's a lot of money for a battery, but there we go. That's how it is. Um, Life's tough. (laughs) Uh, I can't do anything about that. Um, The Nikon D7200 also has a headphone jack. And a mic input. Um, so does the 70D. Um, but you've you've sort of got to consider what the preamps are like. I know Canon preamps tend to be a lot better than Nikon preamps. But again, if you're going to be doing filming, you'll probably want to pick up something like the Rode VideoMic Pro, um, which again will push you over a thousand pounds. But I would definitely recommend it. Um, I made that mistake by not investing in a decent microphone with a decent preamp. Um, and now I'm in a situation where I am having to use a sort of Frankenstein mess of uh, different preamps and different level um, de- level adjusters uh, to get decent audio into my Nikon. Um, that's because preamps and DSLRs are naff. The Nikon also shoots in RAW, uh, which I guess once you get to this point you probably don't have to think about. Um, but again, just always check like i said earlier i got myself into a bit of a sticky situation where i found that i couldn't shoot in raw uh, which was really a bit of a bummer really but you know you deal with it um that camera funny enough is broken by the way i got it wet um <laughs> uh, so you can actually see the video from that that killed my camera i think it was my second ever vlog it killed that camera completely it doesn't even zoom properly anymore still turns on but it's dead so good thing about this one is that it's got weather sealing so you don't need to worry about that, I mentioned that earlier. Uh, I obviously didn't assess the fact that I was going to be taking that camera out into the rain and that's a good anecdote to show that you probably need to research what you're going to be looking for. Um, But apart from that, I haven't got much else to say about these two cameras so just to reiterate that is the Canon EOS 70D with an 18-135mm to kit um, and that retails for £929, um, which is under £1,000. Um, yeah, quick maths. Uh, <laughs> and the Nikon D7200 retails for £997, and that's through Curries. Um, so go check out their website for the details. Um, apart from that, thank you very much for listening Um I've got a couple of guests lined up for the podcast, which is really exciting. Um, They'll be coming on next week, so be sure to stay tuned for that. Apart from that, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for all the love on my Instagram and my website and all that jazz. Uh, And I'll see you in the next one. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.